0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. We have a busy week. There's a lot of things that we could have talked about this morning. Uh, Mercury retrograde, perhaps, uh, where the moon is for the day, uh, what is changing in terms of Jupiter, Jupiter. In human design, how does that affect everything that we are in uh, the energetics of who we are? And as well, an upcoming lunar eclipse. So of the weeks in May, this one is likely going to be one that creates a bit of a a busyness for all of us and the potential for change, right? That's usually what these kinds of things do. So today, what I want to do is take a look at it at what's happening from, uh, both, uh, astrology and human design, which I call astro design. And in that way, then we can, we can look at more of the mechanics in terms of the astrology, like what does Jupiter and Aries mean and all of that, but as well as looking at the energy underneath it all. What is Jupiter moving into gate? Well, having moved already into gate 25 mean for us and where is 25 and do I have it defined? What does it mean if it is? What if it means if it isn't defined? And uh, we'll take a look at all of that today to sort of unpack this. And then I think because the eclipse isn't until either the 15th or the 16th, depending on what time zone you are in. Uh, I'll I'll wait until Friday the 13th <laughs> to talk about the upcoming lunar eclipse, although if you have questions about it, I'd be happy to, to field those questions today, uh, but if not, then let's just wait until we get to the end of the week for that one. So uh, good morning, everybody that's checking in. I see Susie out there, Christine, Kajella, Gala. It's great to see you, and I'm sure there are others of you that I might have missed as I was scrolling through. Um, but uh, Corey, good morning. I'm sorry. I did miss you. Uh, Thank you for being here with me and let's get started, shall we? We have a bit to talk about. Where I want to start is where we are today uh, in terms of the moon because the moon sitting in Leo at the moment, but it moved into the void at 5.39 a.m. Pacific time. And then we'll be in the void until 3.54 PM Pacific time. And when the moon is in the void, the void of course moon, we call it, it's a wandering moon. It's a moon that has maybe completed its um, job through a particular sign and is not quite ready to let go of that sign, but hasn't quite gotten ready to move on into the next one. So it gives us some time to sort of integrate the things that have happened over the last few days or to slow things down in a way so that we're not rushing headlong into the next of the days or the next of the energies. But I swear when it happens on a Monday, it is so hard to get going, right? We'll go to work or we'll get ready. I was sitting here trying to get ready this morning and like I couldn't figure out what color to wear. Thus black. It's always the good one, right? Just pick black uh, or white. (laughs) Um, But since I do better with black, I chose black. And, uh, you know, what what subject to talk about this morning? I didn't know but i you know had ideas so i just picked something so it might be one of those days where we're just sort of going around in circles for a little while if you're on the east coast that started at 8:39 this morning and won't end until uh let's see 6:54 p.m. so again literally the through the most of the work day for everybody uh this is going to be in impacting us then the moon will move out of leo and into virgo It's always funny to have the moon move into Virgo at the end of the workday, because Virgo is really a good sign for getting things done. It's a work energy. Uh, It is, you know, earth energy. So it's down to earth. It's practical. It wants to take steps. But to have that happen at the end of the day when we're ready to wind down, um, to me, that's always a little bit frustrating. But here we have what's going on today. And this might be a week just like this, where? we're kind of wandering around and then we might get inspired and then we want to take action. And then some suddenly that drops off and then we're wandering around. We want to take action and that drops. So this is going to be the energy of the week. So we might as well get used to it now. And I'm going to throw out a word for the week and you might want to write it in big letters. You might want to underline it. Patience. That is the watchword for this week for sure because we have this kind of energy where the moon is wandering and then moves into a sign that wants to go busy, busy, busy. And then we have the next day that comes along with the moon in a sign that's still pretty busy, but then Mercury turns retrograde. And then we get excited and energized because then Jupiter moves into Aries, but we can't do too much because Mercury's in retrograde. So we have these you know, kind of moments going through the week that may trigger our ability to be patient. I'm already feeling that kind of feeling within me. I think I was feeling it already last week even. And then we'll have the lunar eclipse, which typically the eclipse bring a lunar eclipse brings things into completion or reveals something to us that's maybe been a block or something that stands in our way. And uh, then we can do something about it. Uh, Or sometimes it brings an ending or a completion that we're not particularly thrilled with. Uh, Because it wasn't what we anticipated letting go of, but letting go is going to be a part of the energy of the week as well. So patience with a capital P, I maybe put it in bold, maybe just, just kind of dial it in right now to your heart that patience is going to serve you the best this week. And we're going to see why here in just a few minutes. So let's chat about Virgo, shall we? Because we've already talked about Leo energy on Friday and what that would mean as we were heading into uh, the weekend with Leo. And by the way, I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, uh, Mother's Day weekend, whatever way you spent it. Hopefully, you had some fun. Uh, we actually went over to my son Wesley's house in Friday Harbor, which is uh, an island that's about oh, 20 miles or so as the crow flies, but Uh, a good hour long ferry ride (laughs) to get there physically and uh it was beautiful over there the sun was out it was a perfect temperature we spent a great deal of time exploring sort of the tourist places on the island uh before the tourists were actually too much in uh, uh uh you know they weren't there yet too much there was still a bunch of people but not as many as there are in the summertime And it was just really kind of fun. So I hope you all had that too. All right, let's dig in a little bit to Virgo, shall we? So the highlights of Virgo, the high side, the higher frequency when it's doing its best work, it's caring and attentive energy. This is a sign that we usually think of as being in service. It loves to to do what it does best in the service of the world or in the service of its family or service of the group or community that it is a part of. Uh, So it's caring and intentive, but also a bit of a perfectionist. Now, perfection has its highs and its lows. Of course, we can get nitpicky, persnickety, perfectionistic on one end. But in the higher end, where we talk about perfection, it's about being able to see how everything is just perfect in the way that it is in the moment. And maybe in the next moment, we make a little tweak or in the, you know, several moments later, we make some tweaks, but we don't have to become kind of um, obsessive or compulsive about making things become perfect, right? That's the higher side is that we can see how everything is in its perfection. It is an intellectual sign. Its planetary ruler is is the planet Mercury. So we'll have some effects in the next couple of days with Mercury turning retrograde uh, in Gemini that is still going to impact the moon in Virgo. So we may have some difficulty maybe bringing words to what's perfect or how things are perfect or how to perfect something or what to bring into our minds or how it is that our minds think that we need to serve in the highest and best. So just be aware of that. And again, patience, patience, the big P. Um, Virgo in its best is analytical, able to see how all the parts fit together. They can think critically Right, That's one of their gifts. They're organized. If there is something out of order, you want a Virgo or you want to call on the Virgo part of yourself to help you get it back into organization. These are helpful, hardworking, supportive placements in our chart. And you all have Virgo somewhere. Even if you're not a Virgo, I happen to have a Virgo moon. So look to where Virgo is in your chart and that will help you determine where it is this perfection streak may be coming in or where it is that you're being called to organize something uh, or to make some changes in your life along the lines of, of becoming more practical or organized in what you're doing. Now, of course, we always know there's the shadow and sometimes we're waffling between the two. Right As much as I know about astrology, I often find myself in the shadow energy, and I have to pull myself back. So I'm not immune to those kinds of things, even though I know better. Uh, So the shadow parts of Virgo tend to be OCD obsessive compulsions right or the the dis, literally the disorder but also where we can become obsessive or compulsive about things in our lives about the people in our lives about what we're doing in our lives about our own self what we look like what we do uh this in the shadow could become disorganized i should have probably cleaned my desk a little better before when i quit work on friday actually i worked on saturday so Yeah, no, I didn't. So I came back this morning and went, oh dear, what do I need to do? So luckily I have a couple of hours today. I can work at cleaning up my desk and putting things back from last week. Overthinking, getting too much in your head. That is a part of Virgo as it is ruled by the thinking planet, Mercury, who is going into retrograde, which means that we could get caught in a rut of thinking, or we could you know, kind of get caught up in uh, how... Doing things the same way or obsessing over how we need to get them done, which then can lead to another aspect of the Virgo moon in shadow, which is anxiousness or anxiety and nervousness. So again, if we are overthinking instead of taking action, or if we're doing too much action without thinking, if we don't have patience, we can create that anxiety and overthinking within ourselves that leads to that uh, anxiousness and nervousness. Patronizing is another Virgo trait in the negative, being judgmental, either judging themselves or others as not being perfect. And instead of focusing on what's good or what's right or what's working, the focus becomes the flaws or what's not right or what's not working. So that gives us an idea of what we'll experience starting later in the evening today, late afternoon, evening today and on for the next couple of days so but again right now the moon in the void in leo kind of wandering around i i feel like i'm feeling sort of the backlash, if you will the um the comeuppance for all of the fresh air that i got yesterday in fact my son this morning texted everybody and said how many people how <laughs> how many of you are sore uh, because we were up and down stairs, we were up and down hills, we were walking through mud. It was one of those kinds of days where we just exercised every muscle imaginable. And I came in and said, my calves are killing me, which is funny because I walk all the time. I ride a bike all the time. So it's just using muscles that we didn't know we had and feeling it this morning, which also you know, plays into that lethargy of the moon in Leo, just sort of wandering around for several hours today. I wonder how much of work we'll actually get done. And I I just have to say then don't worry about how much work you get done or don't get done. That's just the way it is today, right? Just the way it is. Uh, So now uh, let's uh, look a little bit now at the uh, retrograde of Mercury this week. I wanted to take, we talked about it last week and we talked about how Mercury is moving retrograde in the sign of gemini and then moving backwards to about 26 degrees taurus and then uh we'll move forward again back through the end of taurus and then on into gemini where it is now so we have the ability right now to tap in to perhaps the thinking processes and with mercury moving retrograde, it tends to slow our thinking down, right? We have to become more deliberate or also become more focused. It's harder to focus perhaps on what you want to say or what you want to do. I'm even feeling that this morning myself. It's like, okay, my mind wants to go back to sleep, uh, but I need to focus on what I'm doing. So, uh, looking this morning then at what is the gate that mercury is retrograding at it's retrograding at the gate 20 and the gate 20 is up on the throat center. So the throat center modulates what we do and what we say, right. And it takes the energy of doing from the lower parts of the human design and brings it up. I mean, a lot of that energy comes up to the throat, for us to say something or do something right that's it's the gate or the uh, center for manifestation for you know getting our work out there getting you know who we are out to the world and the gate 20 is called the gate of patience so mercury setting the stage for us right from the start of his retrograde and actually just from the you know the fact he's been hanging at that gate for Uh, oh, I was going to give you guys the date for that because you might even have recognized uh, he started at that gate on April 30th. So Mercury moved into the gate 20, began the process of slowing down. Then he's now at basically a standstill today and will tomorrow then begin the process of backing up. So, and he's at the gate 20 all the way through May 22nd. So until he backtracks into the sign he was in before that one. So patience, <laughs> patience, patience, patience. And indeed, this is a gate in our human design that connects to directly to the sacral. So some of you out there who are manifesting generators, you may have the access from the gate 34 on the sacral right on up to the, the throat at gate 20, which is the archetype of the manifesting generator. It's very busy energy, but the gate 20 end is about knowing when to manifest your power, when to take action. And all of that takes place through strategy, right? So when I talk about your human designs to you, we talk about type and strategy. We talk about your authority. So the strategy. The strategy here is about responding to what shows up in your outer world. And that's an important thing to remember because sometimes we get inspired, we take action, we leap into something, and then later we're left going, oh my gosh, I should have waited another week, right? I should have waited until uh, XYZ happened or until this was in place. And now we're in the unenviable position of having to backtrack, right? Or go back to the beginning even, or to realize that, oh my gosh, there's no fixing this. So knowing when to manifest your power. And in reality, part of that is going to be waiting to see what shows up in the outer world, which might feel alien to you if you're a, a projector or a manifestor or a uh, reflector. Now the generators and the manifesting generators, you already know this because it's part and parcel of who you are. You, You don't take any action unless you're responding to something that has shown up in your outer world. So that is the energy that we have for this Mercury retrograde. It's the start of the retrograde. It'll also be the ending of the retrograde. So the amount of patience that we bring to the table is going to determine how successful we are moving through this retrograde right? So be prepared. Getting prepared is okay, right? So if you're going to launch something, a business, or you're going to change something in your financial world, or you're going to move into a, a, a new home, that may not be the exact thing to do during the retrograde. But what you can do is do all the steps that you need to do to be prepared to do it right? So if you're going to launch a website and that comes to your mind today, don't launch the website today. Don't do it, but get prepared to do it, right? Do the work behind the scenes, sketch the outline. What does it look like? What kind of of, uh, platforms do I want to work with? Do the prep, but don't do the launch, okay? Patience, patience. Be prepared to take right action in the right timing. And timing is mostly going to be in response to opportunities that show up in the outer world but you also have to remember that if you're a projector you're waiting for the invitation that if you are a manifester that you're using your creative energy and you're making sure that you are taking some time down some relaxation time in between before you burn yourself out and reflectors of course you're waiting for a much longer period of time, a cycle, a full cycle of the moon before you take action steps. And if you are a manifesting generator generator, your response is there to the outside world uh, or what's showing up in the outside world, but you are also all given an authority. So your authority may be splenic which means intuition in the moment that there's something to respond to. You might be emotional, meaning clarity over time as you're considering how to respond to what is showing up in your outer world. Some of you might have sacral, which is saying "Uh uh-huh or "Uh uh-uh in the moment. Some of you might have willpower, right? Ego power. And your will is what will move you forward into what needs to be done. The shadow energy here though, in this gate with mercury retrograde is feeling the pressure to act before the timing is right. Like, I got to get this up. I got to get this website going. I got to get this, you fill in the blank running and and doing. So it's, you know, tempting for us to want to really put out there what we, we want to do without the right timing. And in that, if that's the case, then we may find ourselves leaping into and then leaping out of or feeling regret for what we have done because we've pushed it out outside of the right timing. And Alanda, great question. The retrograde begins tomorrow, but we have been in the shadow for the last, what, week and a half, week and a half, two weeks. So we've been feeling this energy coming up. (laughs) It's been sort of ruminating in our minds (laughs) that this is coming. Um, So what's the highest use? of Mercury retrograde energy. Well, in general, the retrograde is a great time for us to go inward and to slow things down enough that we can see where maybe some of the pitfalls are, or where we've maybe skipped a step or where we've left something out or where we could do something just that much better if we just take five more minutes before we hit the send button or what have you, right? Being careful about what we're doing. But the highest at this time for that with this retrograde is being prepared, getting prepared by using our strategy and our intuition to act in the right moment. And there's another component this week that is going to want to push us to action. And that's Jupiter's move just about eight hours after Mercury retrogrades, Jupiter moves into the sign of Aries, which is ruled by Mars, which is an action. Uh, planet, so that's why I say we've got to we've got to be super uber aware about how we're using our energy and about what we're working with. Uh, having patience is going to save us a bundle, right? Before you spend that money on something, wait to make sure it is correct for you. Before you jump into that project, is it something that you're responding to, or is this something your mind is saying, "Oh, you've got to do this," right? Think. And thinking and acting should be slowed down somewhat this week and for the next couple of weeks. So being prepared so we can do all of the things in the background, do all of the things that you would need to do in order to get it ready to go, but release yourself from the pressure to have to launch it or do it right away. All right. So that you can do it in the right timing in the right timing is everything right? And where is Mercury going to retrograde back to? Well, he retrogrades back first uh, on the 23rd of this month into the gate eight. The gate eight, remember, is the gate of contribution, where we want to uh, use our life purpose, which we talked about on Friday, using our purpose to be the contribution, make a contribution to the planet. Uh, to leave our mark, if you will, or to find our right work. And that fulfills both other people and us. So there's that we'll have an extended period of time to work with. And then in uh, we'll have that gate all the way through June 14th, when uh, he is again back at the gate 20. So it's interesting. That's a very... That's just a very interesting Mercury retrograde as often he's going backwards to maybe two or three, three or even more sometimes gates, but only two gates that we're contending with during this entire time. The 20, where it's all about patience and the gate eight, which is all about contributing. So maybe we could keep string the keywords together using patience to find your right contribution to the world, right? That. That might be the thing that we have to do. And all of the building blocks to be able to bring that purpose alive to the world uh, are there for you to prepare and bring together in order to do that. All right. Questions? Wow, lots of people checking in this morning. Good morning, JLo. What gates exactly will the retrograde fall into? It starts at the gate 20, JLo, and moves backward to the gate eight. Will move forward at the gate eight and come back through to the gate 20. Okay. So the gate eight and the 20, be familiar with those two. Uh, Londa says we need to talk. Ooh, okay. JLo, thank you for that reminder. Please be sure to hit the like button if you are on uh, Facebook and if you are on uh, YouTube this morning, hit the thumbs up button. And if you have not yet subscribed, please do. And uh, you're welcome, JLo. And thank you so much for reminding us about that. Going backwards a little bit here. Susie Gemini definitely feeling lazy today. I know me too. Not lazy so much, but like hungover or something and I didn't drink. Well, I did drink a little bit, but not a lot. Like one little glass of champagne. No, I did not drink a ton. So I shouldn't be feeling this way. But Elisa, very emotional today. I wonder what house Mercury is retrograding in your chart, Elisa, is it, uh, you know, in a place like the fourth house or the eighth house or the 12th house that can evoke some emotion. Um, Susie says, good morning to you, Elisa. It's good. It's, a, it's been a while since we've seen you and, uh, Casildra. Oh my gosh, Casildra. Great morning. Good to see you out here. And Barbara Doughton. Good morning. Good morning. Permission to not get everything done. Magic right that you know there is that and I'm sure it's not just you know uh during retrogrades where we feel this or at times I think sometimes our life in general, the the productivity sort of energy that we have, especially here in the West, is um you know, getting getting it done, getting it done, gotta do, gotta go, gotta get and times like this remind us that, Sometimes the best route is to not do anything or to slow down and just wait for it to come to you. Wait for the signposts to say, turn right now, right? Or turn left now or stop, right? Stop signs. Great for uh, helping us. Uh, Susie, Gemini, Virgo rising. So yep, you're going to get that. Awesome, Tanya, that P word again, (laughs) patience patience, patience. And you know, patience is maybe just about making sure that everything is aligned for us before we take the next step so that we avoid frustration, so that we avoid anger, or we avoid the having to redo something or to have things implode or explode on us. So while patience isn't our favorite P word, it is one that's so important when we have these kind of astrological and human design sort of, of signposts, because then we won't have to redo so much. Now, redoing isn't a bad word either, right? Sometimes what we discover when we get patient is that, that the way that we've been thinking about doing something, you know, the, the, the plan as it's been aligned in our minds, uh, has a flaw and that we were skipping something or we forgot something important or uh, some other piece of information can come in. So patience does pay off, right? Patience isn't about just getting stuck and not being able, like somebody's tying you up. It's about really taking the time to consider all the parts and the pieces. Are you prepared, right? Are you prepared to really do uh, what you want to do? And is it going to turn out the way that you hoped and planned? Now, you could plan and you could prepare all you want. And sometimes that thing still happens, right? That, you know, you forget something. But right now it's impatience that could be the cause of the trouble that we are experiencing. So, ooh, 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 yeah. Now, um, let's take a look at Jupiter in Aries, because that literally happens just hours after uh, Mercury turns retrograde. And Jupiter in Aries, we have not had this energy for 12 years, right? The last time was between 2010 and 2011. And that was the last time we had the energy of Jupiter, the planet of growth and expansion of fortune and good luck with us in the sign that rules new beginnings now you can see like maybe why patience might be really necessary because (laughs) the first time a planet moves into a sign that it hasn't been into for 12 years we get a little anxious about getting started like i could just feel my you know let's do it and let's do it energy while good during a retrograde that slows things down maybe is not as good so that's why patience So what we'll be looking at astrologically, and I'm going to get into the, um, I'll get into the uh, astro design of it here in a minute, but what's new, what's innovative, what's fresh, what's not been tried by you before are all things that we could be looking at as Jupiter crawls into the sign of Aries and then starts to speed up, right? Jupiter's coming out of Pisces. Pisces was much slower much more etheric or spiritual, hard to pin down, and water, right? So there was a lot of emotion, maybe a lot of crying, maybe a lot of em- empathy for other people, compassion. It was a really great energy for Jupiter to be in Pisces, but Pisces is as different as can be from from uh, Aries, right? That Aries energy is all about action. It's youthful, it's dynamic. It wants to push forward. So where Pisces was a little slower, Aries is not right. Aries is not. So maybe what you could do instead of actually starting jumping into something is to consider, well, how could I uh, start something new or how could I bring the new into my life? Um, What's innovative? What can I, you know, if what I'm doing is getting tired, and i was kind of feeling like this the other day what was i doing oh i i was uh working on my website and uh throwing in some new information and i went you know i think i need to look at you know what's new for websites that i haven't been utilizing so the uh, the ideas are already out there that you know, maybe we want to be new, or we want to innovate something in our lives. Maybe we want to take a fresh look at everything about us. Maybe we need, you know, if you have Jupiter moving into your first house, maybe it's about your personality, or maybe it's about how you look. Maybe you want a new haircut, or you want to start wearing different clothes, or you whatever, right? It's what's new, and what's fresh, and what's not been tried by you before. Now with Mercury in retrograde, maybe it's something that we did sort of think about trying before, but we didn't do it. And now maybe we're looking at it, going, revisiting it like, oh, maybe this is the time. So there is that uh, kind of energy. But overall, what is Jupiter and Aries meant for? It is for us to break through barriers, barriers that might've been self-imposed, right? Like I can't do this. This is just not the way that I am. And then now we're looking at it going, why did I think that? Why, why would I put, impose that kind of barrier on myself? So it's a time for breaking barriers. It'll be a time for developing new ways of being and new ways of doing, right? Taking the initiative in your life, becoming the driver in the car, right? Not just the passenger. And at least in the, in the very least, being the one in the backseat, telling the driver where to go right? (laughs) What to do. Um, initiative is another word that we want to keep in our kind of on our minds for a minute until I get to the human design aspect here. Um, being patient, another dose, another dose of the P word, be patient, be here now, right? Being in the body, in the moment, don't wander too far into the future. Don't wander backwards into the past, be here in the now, Now it's okay to look at the future, right? Part of what's being innovative and fresh and all of that is about, well, where do I want to be, you know, this time next year, you know, what, what might work for me in the future that there you know, what might work for me now that hasn't worked in the, in the past. And how does that set me up for the future? So there are good things that we can do, but we still are going to need to be patient being in the here and now and not pushing ourselves to get out and do things. Now, Jupiter, will be in Aries from May 10th until October 28th. Remember he's gonna retrograde in the summertime here. And so he'll move backward through the same degrees that he's been in. He will move forward as far as eight degrees of Aries. So anything in your chart from zero degrees to eight degrees will be affected and impacted by Jupiter's transit over it. And then will be affected again When Jupiter retrogrades and goes backwards over those same degrees. And then on October, uh, I mean, on December 20th, he will go forward again through those same degrees in Aries. So we'll have him in Aries then bracketing May 10th to October 28th and then December 20th uh, till May 16th of 2023. So even if you don't get the all clear, the let's go, let's do, and maybe it's all stuck in in the prep phase for you. You will have that other opportunity after December to start that process back up again. Okay. So there's no timeline. There's no one, you know, looking at the watch going, oops, I shouldn't do that. It's moving my Fitbit all around. Uh, So there's no timetable there to get something done or to, you know, be innovative. You've got this time period to be able to bring that out more and more, but patience is called for because otherwise you, what you might find yourself doing is jumping in and out of a bunch of different things between now and next May, before he gets into the sign of Taurus and grounds things in a little bit. Right. So be careful with that. Patience will help you do this. All right. Questions? I'm going to go back over here. Good morning, Kathy Miller. It's good to see you. Corey says, My family is going through a lot of changes, all good things. And on Saturday, a red admiral butterfly landed on me. It was beautiful and aligns with Jupiter moving into Aries. I am not familiar with that butterfly. So I'm going to have to go look that up. But, uh, you know, those are signs of transformation. Butterflies are. Red does seem to be the color of the sacral energy, the doing energy. Passion, right? Don't forget passion. And Londa says, note to self-patience and self-compassion, indeed. Um, (laughs) Tanya, (laughs) ugh, I blow raspberries at the P word. Oh, yes. But I think that's because you are an Aries, maybe Tanya, I can't remember exactly, but, uh, it is, it is definitely time for us to bring in patience, but now patience doesn't mean that you don't do anything, right? It doesn't mean that you have a stop sign. What you have more of is a slow down sign, right? Or a, uh, you know, slow, slow it down or yield maybe, but not stop. This isn't about stopping, Not at all. So I don't want you going, oh, Janet said, you know, we got to slow down, so I'm not going to do anything. It's not that at all. It's reminding yourself to align with your type and your strategy and your authority so that you make decisions that are right for you, right? And mostly this is about waiting to respond to the things that are showing up in your outer world. So Tanya, let's say today somebody calls you up and says, hey, Uh, And I can't remember your type or your strategy. So I'm going to pretend you're a generator, even though I think you're a projector. Um, So, okay, let's pretend you're a projector then, because projectors are probably the ones that are going to have the most difficulty with this. If someone were to call you today and say, hey, I have an opportunity for you to participate in XYZ, whatever that might be. Patience would mean that you don't say yes in the moment. That you're gonna say, thank you so much for inviting me into this opportunity. Let me sit with this and and see, you know, what whatever type of strategy you have. And I will get back to you, you know, very soon. And go fall back to the patience part. Now, an invitation, a call like that is in your outer world, right? It is outside of you. Now, all you have to do is use your authority. Right, your authority might be maybe your authority splenic as a projector. Lots of you have splenic authority, which means your intuition is telling you something in the moment that the invitation lands. Right, so the invitation lands and you got an "Uh aha, do it, then do it, but don't do it from the other way, which would be I want to do this, so I'm just going to push myself out there and do it without having waited for the invitation to show up. Okay. I hope that makes sense for people. Let me know if it makes sense or not. Uh, Christine's question. So this zero degrees, uh, can be in any sign and planet. I have zero degrees, Jupiter, Scorpio retrograde and Pluto zero degrees in Virgo. Okay. So Christine, Jupiter will be moving into zero degrees of Aries. So any Planet that you have at zero degrees in any sign will be likely impacted. Right, that will that energy of wanting to start something will kind of flood from planet to planet to planet in your chart. So we, the idea being that it, let's see the 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 relationship then between uh, Aries in, and uh, uh, Scorpio are going to be different than the relationship between Aries and your Pluto in Virgo. So you have to look at the overall picture and it may be stimulating the need for you to align with your passion more, more appropriately. It could also be stimulating the need for you to change something or transform, right? So you can bet that for anybody right now who has Any planet at, let's say, zero to probably three or four degrees of the sign, I'm going to say zero to eight degrees. You know why? Because Jupiter's going to go anywhere from zero to eight degrees in the next couple of months. So what is that? What is that bringing to you? Where is that in your chart? What does it start for you? What does it start? And then any other planets that are in that zero degrees to eight degrees, they're going to be impacted as well. So I hope that makes sense. Now, the other thing that you can do is for all of you, even if you don't have planets from zero to eight degrees, where is Aries in your chart? Because that's the area of your life that is going to be impacted by the next year or so of of Jupiter's transit through that sign. For me, it's in the 10th house that's the career house profession interesting because i've already been changing how it is i do what i do so that's a that's a big you know validation if i were looking into my own chart i'd say i'm i'm on the right track right so that the innovations that i'm bringing to the work that i'm doing are affecting my career and you might have it in let's say you have it in an 8th house in the 8th house has it's a very financially oriented house finances that have to do with how we share our resources. So money that you share uh, with a spouse, perhaps, or money that you receive from things that you didn't earn by working. So it might be uh, inheritance. It could be lottery winnings. Let's hope it's lottery winnings for everybody. Um, It could be money that you've gained, you gained from uh, a tax refund or you know, those kinds of things, money that may be interest payments on something, uh, annuities, what have you. So it's money that's coming from an unearned, unearned capacity. Whereas the second house is where you earn money by what you do. So some of you, if you have Aries on your second house, you're earners, right? And for you, it's important to earn a lot of your value and your worth is tied up in how you earn money, how much you earn, how much business you have, So the focus for you for that next year might be in the earning where for the others, it might in the eighth house, it might be, how do I pay down debt so that I have more uh, free income or that the income I have is not so tied up. So paying down debt on one side, earning more on the other. And don't forget, if you have Jupiter transiting through your eighth house, it's also going to stimulate any of the second house planets by opposition right? You got to keep that in mind and also anything that might square it. So there could be challenges associated with it as well. Again, having an astrology reading is probably the primary thing that you need to do if you feel like this is really impacting you so that anybody can take a look at, uh, your, your chart and help you with that. Um, then, What was the other question or the other thing I was going to say? Let's say it's in your um, fifth house. Let's say that Aries is on your fifth house. And that's a very, um, that house is creativity and joy and pleasure, love and romance also there. So maybe you have new relationships coming in, in the next year, or maybe you have to do something about your relationships in your life. And maybe, maybe you've got to go back to these creative ideas that you had that you put back, you know, on the shelf. Maybe life wasn't, you know, you weren't able to take it and do anything with it at that point in time. Now's the time. Maybe you got to take it off the shelf and dust it off and take a look at it and see what can I, you know, how do I shine this up and, and then put that out into the world. So, uh, yeah, that is, so the overall look at Aries in your chart and the specific degrees, anywhere from zero to eight degrees. And then after December, it'll start moving ahead through all of the other degrees of the sign as well. Uh, So that takes us into 2023. That was a long way to explain that, Christine. I hope I actually answered your question. Let me know. Londa says, so what does that mean? uh, Aries and Jupiter. So no new projects until, no, 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 no. As our first phase of universal healing ends uh, in August, second phase to go out to the world is possibly November. So we should wait. No, the waiting and the patience is in the now, right Right now, because Mercury is getting ready to retrograde. Patience is also going to be helpful to make sure that while Jupiter is in Aries, that you're aligned with what it is that's new, fresh, and innovative for you and for your group, in this case, Londa. Okay. So being patient is about not just leaping but, you know, kind of taking maybe a view to the uh, the long play, like, you know, if maybe bringing in some Capricorn energy that's, that is able to see the goals and make sure that we have all the templates set uh, before we take action. So it's not saying that you have to be patient until then, but, you know, in a way, patience always pays off, right? So that we don't leap into and out of things and leave a littered mess of things behind us undone. Okay. Does that make sense? Let me know. Uh, Awesome. Tanya splenic projector. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hi, Asa. It's great to see you. My natal Jupiter is in Aries. Uh, Won't reach exact degrees until next year. Well, I still feel the energy starting tomorrow. I I, I can't remember what degree it is, but I think all of us are going to feel the energy injection of Aries, of Jupiter in Aries. That's why we're having this conversation because you're all going to want to feel like, I want to do, I want to go. I want to spin my wheels, right? I got to get over there. I got to get going. But right now with Mercury in retrograde, patience is the key. Okay, patience, right? Patience is the key. J-Lo, hold up. I have Uranus zero degrees in Scorpio in the sixth. So... Uranus and Scorpio in the sixth is going to be impacted. So the sixth house of work, service, health, how you show up in the world, helping others. Um, one thing I would say for you, JLo, is not to take on any jobs or projects that don't really feel good to you, that don't make you happy because the sixth house is a house of service. It is where we work to, you know, help others, to heal others, but it can also be negative impacting our health if we choose to do something that really wasn't something we were passionate about. So it's a, that's a careful one that you're going to have to make sure Scorpio rules passion. What are you passionate about? If you're passionate about helping others, and this is the, 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 the vehicle shows up, that's going to take you to that place, then great. If not, then think twice before you say yes, because it might be a longer stretch of time that you're working in something that you don't have a resonance with. Remember last week, Saturn on May 5th, which was what Thursday last week, Saturn moved into the gate of passion, the gate 30 on the emotional solar plexus. We talked about that on Friday. And that is a gate that means that we have to align ourselves with what we're passionate about, right? Right. What do we desire not to become attached to exactly how that's going to show up, but to align ourselves there doing the work, right? Saturn, do the work to set up the foundation so that we can express our passions to the world in the world. Okay. Now, um, Jupiter, 10 degrees Aries. So Pam, I think you're, I think uh, uh, Asa, you also have it right around that 10 degree mark. In Aries means you're not going to get hit with it exactly this year. But what will happen is it's going to get close, right? Eight degrees is within two degrees of that of your natal Jupiter. You're going to be having a Jupiter return. So when Jupiter gets to 10 degrees, which isn't going to be until 2023, you're going to have a new 12-year cycle opening up of growth and expansion, a la Jupiter in Aries. So an extended period of maybe having opportunities to express yourself in new ways and and what have you. So it's a a go sign for you to do all the prep work now for what that might be. You might even already know or feel uh, while Jupiter's in Aries at the beginning here, what it is that you want to do. You just don't have the return until next year. So it won't affect you exactly, but you're going to feel the effects of it nonetheless. Okay. Val Jocelyn, ninth house, education and learning, growth and expansion, right? Seeing the world from a, a bigger horizon, uh, maybe engaging the world in a bigger way. <clears throat> that is also a house of publishing. I don't know if you've written anything, but it might be time to really move that out there to bring what you know out into the world in a, in a bigger way. Packaging it up. Maybe it's through courses or maybe it's through writing. Maybe it's through acting. It, you know, it's up to you and how you are um, expressing yourself in the world. Uh, let's see. Uh, Corey, transit reading. It would be a great time for a transit reading. Um, and yes, you got that good. Christine, awesome. Tanya, Val, and long distance travels, culture. Culture is a great one. Londa, So the universal healings are in co-creation with my team. So what's best for the whole, you're saying prep work prior, right? Exactly. And, but you're already in the, um, you're already in the expression of this program, right? Londa? So maybe it's some new phase that you're, you're preparing for. Maybe it's something new that you've learned from the part that you've already put out there into the world about how you could make it better or streamlining it or making it faster, easier. I don't know, but you don't have to stop anything. Just for this short term, while mercury is moving through retrograde, you want to slow it down, right? You want to have a clearer focus and maybe even, you know, just in this case have the patience to wait until all the facts are in or all of the information is in that you need in order to make good decisions about where to go. I hope that helps. J-Lo, my chart has, including my sun, earth, moon, nodes, Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Uranus. Oh my gosh. I'm getting a makeover. (laughs) There you go. It's a makeover. (laughs) We'll just look at it like that. Uh, (laughs) You're going to have to make peace with that P word, Tanya. Patience. Patience, patience. Um, Let's see, anything else here? Great, get all the templates, the blueprints and alignment. Exactly, right? Exactly that. Now I wanna, uh, because if you have great questions, I love answering questions and I can get bogged down in that, but I have one more thing I wanna share this morning about this week, this week, right? This week starting uh, tomorrow, I think it is. Yep, May 10th through 15th, we have the sun and the earth aligned at the 2343. So that sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Because that's where the north node and the south node are. So what we have this week is that everybody has now the sun and the north node at the gate 23 on the throat, right? That is the gate called transmission in quantum human design in traditional human design, I think it was called assimilation. It is a gate where our genius or our brilliance comes out to be expressed to the world. So the sun and the north node, our path our path forward lies in simplifying the message, simplifying our work, and also you know, putting it in context of our own personal voice, our own personal genius to share with everybody, but having the patience not to just throw it out there without it making sure that it has your own personal signature on it. The earth and the south node are at the 43, which is on the Ajna. So the middle gate of the Ajna heading down toward uh, the throat center and the 43 is sometimes a gate of of genius that wants to break through it wants to break out and we sometimes break through or throw things out there into the world without a complete package so for instance you have this genius idea and you you because you're so excited about it you just throw it out there to the world And everybody then can look at you like you've grown two heads because it's coming from without the invitation to share it maybe, or it's coming uh, out of space, out of time, right? It's not in the right timing and the, the steps to get to the preparation of it all haven't been done. So in the end, this brilliance that you have, which is brilliant, trust me when I say it's particularly full of genius, goes nowhere. And then can even cause you to shut down because you didn't wait for the right timing or the right people or the right opportunity to share your brilliance. So we have to be mindful of this. The old pattern is to go out there and just like throw a bunch of stuff out there because it's something that we're genius at. And then people don't get us. And then we shut down and then we sit back and we are like, I'm done. I'm done. You know, people don't listen to me. People don't want what I have. And it isn't that at all. It's that maybe it's the wrong people that you're sharing it with. Maybe it's the wrong timing, right? People weren't ready to hear it yet, um, or to see the product yet, or to see the outcome of it yet. And aligning yourself with the right timing is as simple as saying, hey, I have a great idea. Do you want to hear it? And then you wait. If people want to hear it, yay, they're going to say, yes, we need some new injection of energy here. Please share. And they hear your idea. And even if it is forward thinking, they go, "Hmm, how could we make that work? On the other hand, you just throw it out there and people look at you like you've grown two heads and they're like, that ain't going to work. They don't hear you and you feel unvalidated. You don't feel heard. Uh, You feel like nobody recognizes your brilliance. So it's a, it's a time for us this week to be careful about that. When the earth is at a, a, a gate in our human design and uh, it always challenges us to take what we need to do with the energy of that gate so that we can bring it to the sun. And what we want to bring to the sun here is our brilliance and our genius as a way to become uh, shared with the world, to bring it out to the world. And the, South node being at the 43 is our letting go of old patterns so that we can see what it is that we have as genius, first of all, because maybe we've hidden it behind a a whole bunch of haftas or shoulds, and then sharing our genius in the right timing. Okay. I hope that makes sense for everybody. That's the energy of the week. So we have, we have some, we have a lot of, a lot of energies that are wanting to propel us forward and outward. We have this darn Mercury retrograde here at the gate of patience, causing us to slow down and be patient, right? To take things in a more progressed fashion, right? To slow it down, to watch for the signs, to respond to what is showing up in the outer world. So in a way we have to, you know, run with the foot on the brake, foot on the gas, um, at least for the next few weeks. After June 3rd, this is a thing of the past, right? Mercury's done with his retrograde. And we can start moving forward with some of those key ideas that's not that long from now people right that's less than a month from now so do the back work prepare get everything laid out test it maybe test it with a small group of people if you have something you're working on see how it works and then be ready to launch when we get after uh, the mercury retrograde all right uh so Whoa, I can't believe we're already at an hour. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring up a couple of cards for us. Um, what cards could I bring here today? Let's do, nope, not that. Oh, gosh, that's open. I, 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 I. Let's bring a spirit animal to play. And let's bring a, oh, I know which one I want to bring. Star seeds cards. Okay, so these are going to be for the collective. And the first one I'm going to pull is from the Starseed Oracle. And this is by Rebecca Campbell, uh, the Starseed Oracle. All right. So let's see we haven't used this one in a while. So I'm sure we're going to get a profound message. Ooh, and the card fell out. It is we, the Hathors, deep love, mother's milk, birth as a portal. So here's what the card looks like. You can see the Hathors there and a gateway or a portal, right? So let's see what this card says. These don't have numbers on them. Hmm. So we, the Hathors. Birth is a portal that ushers in new life. The Hathors are here re- to remind you that you're a child of the Cosmic Mother. And you're being called to be held by her deep, never ending love and embrace. This is a tender nourishing card reminding you to receive the deep, deep love of the mother's embrace. The Hathers know that the journey on earth can be rocky and lonely at times, but you're being reminded to rest more deeply in the mother's arms. This is a card of extreme potency, of femininity, of creation and of birth. You're being called to mother yourself and others too to surrender to your sacred femininity, to create and surrender to your own creations, to hold and be held. You're being called to remember your place in the web of life and to realize that the cosmic mother is watching you every step of the way, moving from one way of being to another. If so, you're being reminded, wait, you may be going through a transition right now, moving from one way of being to another. If so, you're being reminded that you're cradled in a sacred container, that you're more held than you can possibly imagine. And you have access to more love than your heart can bear. Which reminds me, we didn't get to the part of the conversation about the gate that Jupiter is moving into Aries in. And that's the gate 25, which is totally rooted in love, the love of spirit, right? The love in our divine connection. So this card is perfect. And we'll talk more about that on another day. You're being called to remember, I mean, if you're struggling in any way, you're being reassured that things will work out. Open yourself to receiving the overflowing love of the cosmic mother flooding toward you from every direction. Let it stretch your heart. Here's your star seed activation. Place the card on the portal of your heart and whisper the following. I allow the deep love of the cosmic mother to wash over me. I'm loved. I'm held. You don't even need to hold the card. I happen to have the card. I can hold that, but you can hold a representation of, uh, the mother of what the Hathers remind you of, or anything that reminds you of love. And you say, I allow the deep love of the cosmic mother to wash over me. I'm loved. I'm held. Awesome. Right? So, oh, here's the picture of the card. One last time. We are the Hathers. All right. Now, let's do an animal card because they're fun and can also show us the energies that we need for the week ahead. And <laughs> turkey, Turkey Spirit, Turkey Spirit says, give with gratitude and grace turkey. Gobble, gobble. And that's number 61, which is a seven. So he has a spiritual message here. 61 turkey. The reason I laugh about that is because just the other day, I realized that turkey vultures are back in our neighborhood. And what I thought was an eagle had a red head or something red around his head. And I'm like, yeah, that's not an eagle. That's a turkey vulture. Okay, here we go. Turkey spirit. And he was upside down. So I'm going to read the protection message. Are you giving in order to receive in kind, keeping tally of how much you have given and what is owed you? This is not the way to experience abundance. When turkey spirit is in protection position, it is a reminder to let go of any perception of scarcity or fear that if you give too much, you will not have enough for yourself. Use your spiritual practices to reconnect with spirit and remember how it feels to embody abundance and you will give as much as is needed right now. Know that whatever you need to fill your stores is coming to you right now. Love, prosperity, knowledge, and assistance from allies who are everywhere and want you to be the abundance you seek. Turkey spirit is here to tell you that everything evens out when you are aligned with the law of abundance as spirit wants you to be. Abundance is yours. That's a great reminder. Great reminder. Okay. Okay. So thank you everybody for tuning in today. I will see you on Friday and let's see, we're not looking at the third week of the month yet. It'll be Friday the 13th. How awesome is that? A sacred day for all of us women. Let's make it a sacred day for the whole planet, shall we? And I will see you then. All right. Take care. Bye for now.